Welcome to Unlock Your Wellbeing, the podcast that teaches you the simple keys to health and happiness so that you can grow as a human being into a well-being. And now here's your host, author, certified wellness coach, mother, and wife, Alicia Leadham. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Unlock Your Wellbeing. I'm your host, Alicia Leadham, and we have a really exciting guest joining us today. He has a really incredible story and background that I think you will all really be interested to hear and really pick up on a lot of beautiful uh, wisdom and advice for how you can become uh, a better leader for yourself and for everyone else around you. His name is Enrique. He's a CEO of Triad Leadership Solutions, LLC, and he has served as an executive, veteran, and advocate, board member, nonprofit administrator, a speaker, mentor, coach, and avid volunteer. Over the past 20 years, he has held numerous executive advisor and senior positions while serving in the United States Navy and civilian sector. Through education and training, he's helped strengthen organizations, providing sound decision support, and creating open communication at all levels. He's also helped formulate and implement policies concerning morale, welfare, job satisfaction, discipline, and training of personnel. And he has so many um, awards and accolades. He has his own podcast. He's written books. He's going to tell us all these things, but we've connected over on LinkedIn, which you guys hear me talk about LinkedIn all the time on pretty much every episode. And so he's had me on one of his multiple, out of one of his multiple shows, you have a Friday live show. He's He had me on a few months ago, and I'm so excited to have him on our show. So welcome, Enrique. Oh, thank you, Alicia. Thank you for the, that long introduction. Uh, so, so grateful to be uh, in of service. Uh, on the leadership front, but uh, you know, if it was to sum it all up, servant leader is just fine. But I really love people. I, I love to see them develop. But uh, thank you for having me. Yes, no problem. Thank you for being here. So, I really would like to open up with you telling us a little bit more about your story and your background and how you um, started from the Navy to where you are now. Yeah, that uh, journey, it, it was 26 years. So I'm going to give you the clip note real quick. 18, decided that the military was the best option at the time in Puerto Rico. Not too much movement in my community. So I said, you know what, we had to make something better than this. And so I did. I, I joined the military, meteorology, oceanography. I did that for 26 years. Um, had a lot of great opportunities. Um, to follow first and then learn how to lead. And so, uh, you know, I take those practices and those experiences uh, on with me into what I do now, which is leadership development. Uh, and it's so grateful to have uh, all of that background to to get me where I've been. Yeah. How do you feel like um, serving that many years has helped you become a leader and now help others to become a leader? Yeah, well, you know, the, the, the root word there or the, or the key word there is serving. And it is at the heart of military service, right? We are serving our nation. We are serving our, uh, the constituents of our uh, state. Uh, we're serving our family. We, we're always in service mode. And if there's anything that you learn uh, while in the military, 
is how to serve. Uh, we see a stark difference when we leave the military to the civilian standpoint because it almost seems like this more of a receive <laughs> than a serve. Uh, but mm. there are organizations and people of like mind and like heart uh, that uh, that share that service um, mentality and service heart. And so, you know, it was easy to transition uh, to use that servant methodology or that servant model to what I'm doing now, because, it, you know, as a consultant, you are serving, you know, as a, a service provider, you are serving. Um, but I mentioned this thing of followership. Um, a lot of leaders that are in the positions right now have never learned to follow. Uh, they've been great performers, uh, but skipped the follow step, right? They just jumped over that one. That's too, that just takes too long. <laughs> so, um, but uh, being a servant in the military taught me how to follow, which taught me how to be a, a good leader and continues to serve me at, at, even in leadership. Uh, learning how to follow is is important. Yes. Okay. I love this. I think this is really important because I don't really hear people talking about this very often at all, right? Which is you have to learn to be a follower before you can be a true great leader. Tell me more about what really following means and how that ultimately serves you in leading later on. Yeah. So, you know, I liken it to a, a baby, right? Uh, when you, when you have a baby, you know, they're crawling, but first of all, they ain't first, they're just lying there. <laughs> Right? And you having a new baby, you can attest to oh, yeah. it. At first, <laughs> they just lie there and you're just happy to have them. But, you know, in you, there's this timetable, you know, that the world has set. Your baby, Your baby by this time should be pulling his head up. Your baby by this time should be pushing their way up. It'll be a baby. So there's these timetables that we have set across the board that signifies competency, right? And the ability to do something else. It's funny that we use that in a humanistic model, but we void it from a leadership model. We teach people how to run and never how to crawl or walk. And we're always demanding the run, right? you need to take charge and you need to do this and you need to do that. And unfortunately with that type of scenario and that type of environment, you tend to learn how to skip steps. And um, I, I tell my son all the time, he's coming up and down the stairs, he's skipping two or three. I did that when I was young. I was, you know, I just want to get up there. So I'm skipping boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and we follow that in corporate America. Mm. in corporate settings, in corporate wherever, right? It's just not America, corporate wherever, because we, uh, we kind of liken speed to success. And sometimes the faster you go, the faster you can fall. Right? You, you won't ever know that your shoes are tied. You will never know that you stepped on your lace. You, know, you, you won't never know. And so the ability to learn how to step back and be under someone and learn what it takes and learn how it is better to listen 
than to speak. These are all things you learn as a follower. You learn that you don't have to say something every time. You learn that sometimes the most loudest voice is the one that doesn't say a thing. <laughs> and, and so all these little things that you learn as a follower, it's almost internship, right? It's almost training. Um, and uh, we tend to skip those. So what I learned as a follower that uh, it was that I needed to be the best follower that I could be so that when I did step into a leadership position, I knew what that felt like. I knew what that looked like. And I knew how to identify when someone was not being a good follower because eventually they would skip steps so many times that when they got to leadership, they would not recognize that in their people but they will continue to skip steps and almost step on people to continue to keep going. So there's a lot that it's a fundamental things that you learn as a follower that if you skip when you're a leader, you'll become a bad one. Yes. Yes. This is good. This is really good. It reminds me of um, my mentor. She would talk about this all the time. She, and, and it really resonated, resonated with me as she said it. Remember the step that you're on, acknowledge the step that you're on. And it's not that any step is better or worse than the other. It just is what it is. And so honoring that and learning the lessons and the growth things that you need to in that step will then allow you to go to the next step, which will get you to the next step. But like you said, if you're trying to get there too quickly, first of all, what's the, what's the point of getting there too quickly? Because the whole point is the journey, right? Like once you get where you think that you're going, you realize that it wasn't the getting or the receiving of the thing that you had, it was who you became along the way. And so if you're missing the lessons of what it is that you have to be learning on the steps of, of, you know, following and learning on the way to becoming the leader, then are you truly embodying that? Right. And the other thing that um, this is really reminding me a lot of is the, the importance of serving for your well-being. And a lot of the conversation these days at least from my perspective, is we hear so much about, you know, crushing your goals and manifesting everything that you desire and, you know, having like the best dream life possible. Um, but the, the conversation with that is so much of what are you getting? How can you get more and more and more and more and more? And, and then once you get those things, because there are ways that you can do that, you can crush those, those goals. You can get there really quick. Like there's ways you can do that, but once you get there, you end up feeling empty. You still have that hole within you that you're just like, I'm still not really fulfilled. I still didn't really like reach the thing that I desired. And a lot of that is because you haven't actually given what's inside of you. You haven't really come from that energy of I'm, I'm here to serve and I'm here to give my gifts to the world. And as a result, yeah, you're going to receive. But if you're missing that part of I'm here to serve, then that's actually going to um, be detrimental to, to your overall health and well-being. So yeah, those things are, are really come to mind. And I just love, love, love that you're talking about leaders really remembering to come from a place of service. Yeah, you know, one of the greatest things we can learn as leaders is the power of the now and the power in staying still. <laughs> There's just so much power in those, those positions in life that the 
the the for the sake of a quick feeling of accomplishment uh, because you know we we like I, I mentioned earlier we put timetables the unfortunate part is that our world is structured around timetables right um that you know should it take somebody six years to get a bachelor's? I don't know. Is it that is is it that's the timetable for them? Then that's the timetable for them. But if they don't go, if they go past four years, we're shaming them. What's wrong with you? I got that and or I got this and that, and I got this and that. And we we always use that frame of work uh, and frame of mind for everything we do. Um, a young lady, 30 years old single, doesn't have any children. If I start throwing those elements to describe a young lady, already by, by the time I say the next thing, if I say a 30-year-old woman that is single, people already are starting to say, okay, oh, not married. Oh, no children. I, you know, and, and mm -hmm. unfortunately, that's the world we've created and the world we've risen in. And so in leadership, it's not that much different. If I say, oh, this young man has been in, uh, in uh, logistics for 18 years, never rose above, you know, a, a, a per what's so wrong about that trajectory if it's okay for them, you know, if it has served them and as we call, you know, well-being is, has it served them well? You know, are they whole, even though they didn't meet what Charlie and Bobby and Johnny did? Are they whole? Because I can guarantee you that those that have missed steps along the way and have gotten farther are not whole. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's kind of like um, slow and steady is where the true success is. And the quick overnight success can, as fast as you get there, as fast as it can fall, right? Um, so what's your tips and recommendation to helping people who do feel like, you know, they're comparing themselves to that perceived timetable? right? That culture gives us, how can they kind of push that aside and still honor, you know, the step that they're in? Well, the first thing you have to do is acknowledge that there is a timetable. It is, it exists, right? It, there, it, there is one. And then the next thing you have to uh, acknowledge and remember is that you don't have to abide by it that there is a, a, a distinction about you that does not fit that, you know, that you are okay with not having one. Uh, and you, you have to stabilize yourself before you go on, right? Uh, if, if I'm going on a marathon and I, and I have flip-flops or, or, or slippers, like we call them in Hawaii, uh, you know, um, I'm, I'm not going to get too far. <laughs> it's going to hurt. It is going to hurt. Um, but if I, if I calm down and I say, okay, well, what am I doing today? Am I running this race? Okay. Well then I need to prepare myself. Number one is, can I do this really? Um, do I have it in me to do it? 
If you have it in you to do, okay, well then do I have the equipment to do it? All right. Can, do I have the resources that if halfway I get through and I'm parched to death, I can have somebody give me some water. Right. So there, there's all these things that you have to have in place. But the first thing is, can I do it? Do you want to conform to a timetable that you never had a say so in? You have to make a choice. And if you choose to, to say, okay, I got to get this Okay, well, you have already agreed to be on that timetable, but you don't necessarily have to. So first, identify that there, that is, acknowledge that there is, acknowledge your participation. Because if you don't, you will fall prey to it. But at least own the decision to be part of it. Um, and then once you've owned the decision, are you making the proper concessions who have what you need to take you down that journey because it's going to be a bumpy ride if it especially if it's against your core against you uh, and you have to own that piece so own it and that's what i would suggest <laughs> yeah absolutely that's great great tips and advice and it's really to me it seems like you're saying release the the uh the comparison right acknowledge, okay, this pressure is here. And also I'm, I'm not going to, I choose to not allow that to affect me. I choose to not allow that to like, take me out. I choose to believe that I'm holding enough right now on the stuff that I am. And, and, and where I'm at is exactly where I'm supposed to be. I think that yeah. a lot of time, if we on our journey or whatever, you know, path that we're on, if we feel like we're not where we're supposed to be, or we feel like we should be somewhere else, or we should be further along, or we should have that, you know, role or that position, then that means that who we are and where we are right now isn't enough. And that we're not, you know, we're not whole unless we have that thing. And it's that very um, mindset, that very belief system that's actually making you feel in whole when really it's just the, the mindset around that, right? If you can remove that, it's like, you're already whole, you're already enough. Like there's nothing that you need to do to earn, you know, your enoughness who just being alive means that you're enough. And so recognizing that we're on our own unique path and our own unique story and you're right where you're supposed to be. And I think what I've seen with my clients over the years is when you give yourself permission to recognize that and honor that and say, oh, I am right where I'm supposed to be. Like all is well, all really is well. And I'm just going to continue to do my best. You're starting to become um, kinder to yourself. And when you're more kind to yourself, you're actually learning the things that you need to on that step, which then helps you to grow into the next step that you want to get into. And so we can't shame yourself into growing very quickly. You have to have kindness. And like you were saying, um, acceptance, and then the decision to, um, believe what it is you're going to believe in order to move forward. Yeah. We often void ourselves from that, uh, that opportunity, uh, for the sake of answering the call and mail of others uh, on our lives. And now there are external uh, influences, right? We, we see them all the time, but you do not have to accept anything that you don't want. You don't have to. Um, and knowing that you have that ability will empower you to make better choices for you, you know, and at the end of the day, you have to be happy with you, even if it's just you. 
Yes. Yes, exactly. I think that that is like the fundamental foundation for really, truly well-being, right? Is you're, you're good with you. You're, you're content with you. You're your own best friend. Essentially, you're able to speak to yourself in respectful, um, loving manner. And doing that is truly the path to helping you unlock that growth that you're seeking and that you desire. So tell me more about once you are, you've done the work of being and like learning what you need to as a follower, how do you know when it's time to shift into that leadership role? Like, how do you know? Because I think on, you know, on the, on the flip side of this, it's easy to stay in that follower role too long and not feeling like you're ready to get into that leadership role, right? So how do you know when the right time for you is? This is the beauty of being a great follower. It naturally transitions you into a leader. Naturally. Mm -hmm. Others will admire what you do because they can't do it. And so once that admiration get, is birth in the execution of your followership, you already become an influence. And that is the point where you have become a leader. Now, the problem in followership is, are you able to identify that transition? Uh, and and not stay stuck in followership, right? Uh, because the reality is that you never cease to follow. You know, I I pay my bills because I'm following the fact that I made this transaction. Now I owe and I need to pay, right? So you are always following. You're driving down the street. Hopefully you are following the law and stopping and and letting people pass. You know, and, and things like that. But we never stop following. Um, but a leader is birthed through that natural process of becoming the best follower you can be. And that's through admiration and inspiration and people putting their chips on you because you're showing the way. And it, it happens. You, uh, the thing is, can you recognize it? I love that. Do you feel like you ever really stop becoming a follower? No, I, and I hope that nobody does because at the moment you stop following, you stop listening. The moment that you say, I'm no longer a follower, I'm the leader here. You just shut your ears. <laughs> yeah. And at that totally. point is where trouble brews for a leader, right? A leader that is unable to listen has lost without even even getting into a, a, a conversation because people know when you have you're talking to somebody and they're drifting off and looking on their phone and you're not really talking to them you're just talking to yourself right and so when leaders that are not willing to listen um show that people know this guy is not in this for me. This gal is not in this for me. They're just waiting for me to shut up so they can say something. Mm. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, so if you choose not to follow, you have already put a timetable 
on your longevity as a leader. Mm, yes. It's, it's almost, it reminds me of um, when you stop learning, when you stop being a student, you stop growing, right? Yep. So you're always continuing to, it's, it's staying in like the growth mindset because the second you stop being a follower, you're really becoming like a, you're closing your mind. And so you only really grow having the open mindset, right? The growth mindset. And doing that, I think when I told myself years ago, as I started going onto my own, you know, personal growth journey, I felt lit up by always learning, right? Like learning, taking it in, following essentially, following my mentors, following the people who've helped me unlock my own well-being, right? Um, and so what they've all taught me is they're always a student and they'll never stop being a student. And so it's just, I love that it's in alignment with everything, keeping that, that open mindset. And I can see the visual of, of what you're saying of, of those leaders who have kind of gotten to the closed mindset and are on their phone. They're not really listening. And you know that they're just waiting to be heard and they're not there to listen to you at all. And so with that, you completely just closed yourself off. Yeah, now I'll caution the uh, the followership piece um, with this. What, what differentiates a person that was a follower, a great follower that has become a leader is um, it's not just that they, they can now execute at the leadership uh, level. Um, it's that you know when to engage followership versus leadership. You know when to, in a group setting, when to be a leader or when to be a follower. Because every setting is going to be different for you. You know, everywhere we go, um, everywhere I go, I am not automatically the leader. Now, show me a void in leadership and I'll fill it, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'll fill it. Uh, but I, that doesn't make me automatically the leader. I go into situations first from a follower standpoint and perspective. And then when the opportunity is there for me to uh, execute my ability to lead, then I do that. Um, and you have to know the difference. And that's usually what separates a person that has stepped into leadership. They know that there are, there's going to be times where you have to be the follower. Uh, but you have the capability in you to be a leader at a moment's notice when needed and appropriate. Mm, I love that. Do you think that's something that can be um, learned, right? Is it something that you just have to practice and develop just better self-awareness of, of your surroundings and of knowing yourself well enough over time? That you can learn yeah it. no yeah no and and this is something that you learn in followership this is this is you know because you because when you go into settings and, and you know the 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 old adage is that you know if, if you're the smartest person in the room you're probably in the wrong room um mm -hmm. goes to the point that we we when you've gotten to a level that you you know nobody can tell you something um First of all, we don't want you in that room. <laughs> number one. Yeah. And number two is that your head is probably too big to fit in the room anyway. Um, 
So when you learn how to follow, you learn to take cues. Um, if you throw a leader into a scenario and they have not learned how to follow, they can't take cues. They bulldoze people. They won't let people talk. They won't, they'll, they'll, everybody's ideas uh, will take that into consideration. Basically telling them, nice, thank you for sharing. Um, you know, and, and so uh, a follower knows that uh, there are cues to indicate that their help is needed. You know, there are cues to indicate sometimes when they don't, they're not, they're not needed, um, but they're, they're poised to answer the call. You know, as a, as you grow into leadership and you transition into that role where you may be ahead of something, you also know that even in the midst of having your team, they are the first and focal point. So you, you start taking cues about what you hear and what you see, where your help is still needed, not as a leader, but as a supporter. And that trend, that's why I say that transition facilitates from lead from follower to leadership very nicely. If you don't skip steps, because at the end of the day, your people are requiring for you to be able to take cues and know when your help is needed as a follower, mm. not as a leader, as a yes. supporter not as a driver, you know? And so that's why I say, you know, it's, it's, you, you learn to take cues and, and execute it at that point. Yeah. It's, this conversation is help making me think of everything that's really coming up right now with, um, as leaders recognizing when your team's, uh, health and well-being isn't in the greatest place. Okay. And so what I'm hearing you say is you are able to, um, as a follower, continue to, to be more aware, right. Of your team, instead of always being like this dictator. And, and it kind of makes me think of, I've had some leaders reach out to me and say, my team is so stressed, right. They're just so, you know, stressed out and burnt out. And I need to bring someone in to help them, but they're not recognizing that they're, they need to do it too. Right. So then they'll come on to my, my trainings and they'll just kind of sit there on their phone and like, you guys do what she says. Right. And it's kind of like the, what you're talking about, just straight up leadership leader, right. Without being, um, open to learn and continuing to follow through leading as example. And so what's your advice for, um, leaders listening who want to be more aware of, you know, the state of stress levels of mental health of all the well-being of their teams and doing that in a way that they can, they can see. And then also their teams feel safe enough to come tell them when they're maybe not in the best place and that they need support. Yeah, there's uh, so three things so I could categorize this. So if you use my team and you're not part of the restructure, if you're not part of the development, if you're not part of the healing, then you that's not your team. It's not your team. So mm -hmm. acknowledge that and, and you'll be better off tomorrow. <laughs> right. So number one, number two. There's this element of leadership that becomes leadership. Hmm. If you tell me that's your team and your team tells me 
they can't stand you. You're not part of them. You're lying. <laughs> and so, and it's easy to mix leadership and leadership. And mm -hmm. I'm talking about leadership, right? So you, as a leader, if you're using the we and it's you, get, get, get that right. Um, and as a, a person that comes in and talks to people, they tell me that right off the bat. So, uh, and, 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 and in debriefs, they get, you know, big eyes. You're like, what, who, what? No, I'm yeah. Because you use, we, but you operate as me. Um, number, uh, and so, um, don't lie to yourself. Um, please ask your team if you're their leader, they'll, t they'll, <laughs> they'll gladly tell you at times whether you're not right. Uh, mm -hmm. and they'll gladly. So, um, if you can get those two things first, right, then you can move on to the actual healing part, the developmental part, the part that you become an asset to your team versus the liability. And that part is so beautiful because if, if I say, Hey, um, Alicia, I have a team issue, but I'm part of it. Can you come and first work with me and then work with my team to help us connect this thing right so that the healing comes from the leader, not from the people, and skip over the leader, right? But we all, we, at the beginning, we were talking about skipping steps, and that's one of the ways leaders mm. skip steps. They yes. put it on their team. Uh, and it's okay if it touches me or not, right? Because you it's, know why? I'm getting paid for it anyway. And that comes back to just the receiving, the getting, and that's not servant leadership whatsoever, right? At all. It's yeah. It's 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 easier to put um, what needs to be done on other people, and instead of looking, you know, in the mirror. And like you said, stop lying to yourself and just be honest, right? Be honest with yourself, get real with, with what it is that isn't working that on your end. It's so easy to look at what everyone else isn't doing and what's not working for everyone else. And, oh, let me fix the problem for them. But if you're not acknowledging your role in it, then are you really embodying true leadership is what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. And, and another thing, you know, to, to add, if you are a true leader, you know the power of followership. And so if your team is not going in the right direction, guess who they following? If you tell me it's not you, then number one, you're not the leader. But chances are it is you. They're adjusting to your inability to show them how to follow. Hmm. They're adjusting to your I, right, uh, versus we, and they're adjusting to the fact that you never learned how to follow. And so you can't teach it. Mm -hmm. What would you say for those who, those leaders who are being honest with themselves, they recognize that they are not able to 
be a great example in their stress management, for example, right? And they don't have great work boundaries and they're the way that they're working and overworking is the example and the leading leadership for their teams. And because that's what they've all been shown as, as a follower, right? right? What would you say for where they can kind of start with that since they have never had that example as a follower, they've done that, that work, they, you know, they've been on that step because I think that right now we're at this place post pandemic world is all these leaders are like, look, I know that we're not working in a way that's sustainable anymore. Like everyone's burning out. So where's it's ever been, but they've never had an example of as a follower of what that could look like. And so everyone's kind of in these like, you know, uncharted waters of what right. does this look like? And so how can they maybe step into that with those who are being honest and with themselves and they do truly want to help, but they just aren't really sure where to start. Yeah. No, well, number one, if you have gotten to a point as a leader that you are conscious of that, bless you, <laughs> right? Because um, you've stepped into one of those steps that are required for true leadership awareness. And I applaud that, you know, you have to give people credit for the things they do, right? It's not all bad. Um, so, you know, uh, number one, thank you for getting to the step of awareness. Um, and just recognize that the step of awareness automatically puts you in a position to be a follower but you have to choose to be. Uh, it's easy to be aware of something. Uh, and, and then there's another thing called decision to follow that awareness. You, you have to decide for you that the best way to regain control of any situation after awareness is to actually learn. In order to learn, you must be a follower. So don't be so quick to step off awareness, <laughs> right? To, to just get things done. It takes time, right? For It took many years for me to get where I am. It was not an overnight success. There was a lot of failure. There was a lot of error. There was a lot of uh, sampling. There was a lot of uh, education. So it's not a fast thing, but just being on the step of awareness, and deciding to say, you know what, let me go down this road of followership. So for the for my sake first, remember, that's where it starts, you, for my sake first and the sake of my team. Let me let me let me learn this thing. Um that shows that you have the potential of being a great leader. Uh, and I use potential because that's really what it is. Uh, because at any time we could get hasty and just you know say, ah, I, I'm tired of being on this step. Right. Um, so, but you have the potential of being a great leader. Um, but your people will see that right off the bat. Uh, a leader that has come in after becoming aware and honestly speaks to their team that conversation is almost like pin drop after the, after he's done. People are like, Oh my goodness, this thing is really happening. You know, we, we might get 
a great leader after all, right? Um, and and they're they're aching for it. They're 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 just like almost oxygen, you know. You know that's where that term a breath of fresh air. You're a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Okay. So be that, right? Maybe. Uh, but remember that it has to be a choice. So please choose to continue down that road. So you can finish out the work because the work has to be finished in you and before you start to push it out, right? You don't mm. give, you don't give hotcakes that have only been in it for three seconds and here, serve it. Yeah. That's going to be some mess, <laughs> messy pancake, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I love how you, how you put this. It's identifying that you have been aware. Yes. Great job. But now you have to keep going down that path. Like that's just the beginning. And so it's one thing to really be aware of like the surface level. And then it's another to like dive in and doing the work from that awareness that you brought to the surface. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I completely agree. Transformation, it takes time. And I think so many people want it to be quick. Like we talked about at the beginning of this, of this uh, episode, right? Like I want to skip steps and get there really fast. And, you know, even when it comes to like their health and their well-being and preventing burnout and and being well overall like same thing they want it to be overnight they want it to be really quick like I don't really want to have to like put in the work for this but it does take time it takes a lot of time to change your habits and to unlearn a bunch of things that you have learned maybe even as a follower of of what you've learned from previous leaders right because now the the landscape is changing and it's going to take really great leaders of stepping up and saying, no more, we're going to shift this. And I know it starts with me and I'm going to really dive in and do this uncomfortable, you know, work within and, and be okay with it, not being an overnight, um, transformation, because the, if we want to have a change be lasting, mm -hmm. it takes time to truly embody and implement it. Right. It does. And, you know, something baked at the right temperature for the right time. It's just a great meal. It's just, it, you know, people just like, oh, my goodness, this was so good. Yada, yada. The same is with leadership. The same is with servanthood. The same is with anything else. If you undercook it or you overcook it, you're, it's not going to be edible. It's not going to be pleasant. Um, and leadership is just like that. Uh, those that are undercooked become a thorn in people's flesh. People that are overcooked uh, just become tyrants. You know, they just, they want everything now and, and, and all for them. Um, there is a place where you become that proverbial breath of fresh air. Ask yourself as a leader, can, can I hear from my people that I am a breath of fresh air. Honestly, right? Not 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 uh, self-assessment, but do I hear that? Have I ever heard that I am a breath of fresh air because of my leadership? I I have personally heard that. So Same. and I and and I take that as a testament of how they have perceived my influence and impact on their future, their life, right? And so I'm, I'm so grateful for that uh, acknowledgement 
and that compliment. But if you're a leader and you have never heard anybody say you're a breath of fresh air, I would be asking some questions. And the first question I would be asking is, am I? And if I asked anybody, would they say yes? Because I'm telling you, the way the landscape has been the last three years, yeah. they'll, be they'll be quick to tell you when you ain't. <laughs> <laughs> the filters are gone. We will tell you. <laughs> and that can be a blessing, right? Sometimes, yeah. And that, that's what yeah. will help us to actually grow. Because if people always say what we want to hear, um, but not what we need to hear, then are you really in that position to grow and learn and continue to get better? So I think that we're all at this at this uh, crossroads to really embrace this opportunity and take a lot of really good tips that you're giving us today of coming back to being a, um, a servant leader, recognizing you're sharing your gifts to really be of service to help. And yes, you will receive a result as a result of that, but that's not why you're doing it. That's not that that's not like the core of of you know you sharing your gifts with the world, um, and then really being honest with yourself as a leader. Where am I? What step am I on? How can I continue to be a follower and continue to learn and continue to acknowledge the step that I'm on and ask for help and and ask your team, am I about to fresh air? And I think that once you do ask that question, it's really important not to beat yourself up with it, but ask yourself, okay, now what am I going to do about this? What's my next move here? Am I going to let it take me out and shame myself and and kind of go hide for a little bit? Because that's probably what you would feel like doing, right? It's not going to feel great. Um, but you can give yourself a little bit of grace and say, okay, I'm choosing to uh, let this um, be a growth opportunity for me. And I'm going to do something about this. And I'm going to step into really owning that great leadership that I really desire to be. Yeah, and you'd be surprised how your team can facilitate some of that transition. If you if you're honest and you do speak candidly and 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 honestly with your with your team, you will see that they have the best interests, your best interests in mind. Uh, they don't want to come every day, day in, day out, working for somebody that they just becomes dinner talk, right? <laughs> dinner table talk. Um where you're the focus of the conversation because, uh, you know, they just have to get this off their chest. They do not want to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, they do want to come into a space where they know that they have a job to do, but that at any moment they need a resource, you're there. That at any moment they need guidance, you're there. That at any moment, they would have to confide in potentially uh, at, a, at a moment that you will be there to give them the right advice and maybe potential uh, ways of overcoming something, right? Mm -hmm. um, and they just want to know that you will lead them no matter what. I love that. You can lean on your people for sure. This has been really great. Thank you so much. 
I always like to wrap up our uh, interview by asking um, my signature question, which is the name of the show. Uh, how do you, Enrique, unlock your own well-being as a leader? I'm I'm true to myself. You know, and I'm I'm not saying, <laughs> oh, you're the greatest thing. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm 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 honest with myself. I let the people around me be honest with me. Um, I I breed that type of environment so that we all can thrive. It it is this world is not about Enrique, but my world. Enrique has a lot to do with it. And I need my world uh, to be healthy and to be well and to thrive. And that we all at the end can hold hands and say we made it. Mm, I love that so much. Just staying true to you and being super authentic, which I I know I see your authenticity and everything you do. You're such a stand-up person. So thank you for oh, thank joining you. us today. Is there anything that you would like to share with our listeners? Where can they get in touch with you? Do you have anything um, coming up that they can contact you in? Tell us all, all the links, all the things. Yeah, uh, the easiest way is on LinkedIn. That's where I live. I, I do have a presence on Instagram, Facebook. Um, uh, it's Triad Leadership Solutions. Um, and, you know, you could always go to triadleadershipsolutions.com uh, and get a bunch of information and read that whole bio <laughs> if you have time. Um, and uh, But uh, uh, several things that I'm working on, I'm doing a veteran summit to teach uh, how to use podcasting as a way of transitioning into uh, this big old world from the military service. Um, cool. And so I'll be talking about that. Uh, PodFest is coming up in January. It's coming up kind of ways, but uh, for all for all those that are podcasters, they look at look up PodFest and and you can get some information on there. Um, but uh, yeah, LinkedIn and and I'm always available. You can request to connect with me. Uh, I, I I love to meet new people, so that's the best way. Awesome. We'll have all of your links in the show notes. So people can connect with you over on LinkedIn for sure. He is very active over there. It's great. He has his podcast, which you guys should all check out the name of your podcast. Developing the leader within. Developing the leader within. And then you also do a live show every Friday Yes, on LinkedIn, Aloha. right? Yeah. Aloha Friday live. Uh, and, and, you know, all these mediums are just to talk about leadership. So you'll get a lot of good uh, folks come through. Uh, with a lot of great tips. So yeah, join us there. I love that. Awesome. Thank you so much, Enrique. And uh, we'll see you guys all over on LinkedIn. Hope you all have a great day. Namaste. Wasn't that an amazing episode, you guys? Enrique is so great. And I'm really grateful to have had him on the show. I wanted to hop on to give you a couple of updates and announcements as we wrap up today's episode. If you enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving us a review. You can leave us five stars on iTunes or Spotify, and we would love, love, love to see a written review from you on iTunes as well. It really helps the show in general. Now, if you are a leader who really took to heart a lot of things that we had spoken about in today's show or any of uh, my previous episodes, 
you might be the perfect fit to consider uh, joining me in my one-year coaching program. So this is a brand new program that I'm releasing based on my signature training series called the Six Gold Keys to Wellbeing. So the program itself is called Resilient Reset. It's your well-being promotion. And so it's one year of us working together to really help you um, transform transform your presence, your mindfulness, your stress management techniques, your ability to either recover or prevent burnout, to really step into being that that leader that you truly desire, who's healthy, who's happy, who's present, who's mindful, who's able to um, put their whole heart and soul into what they do and still have energy for their family, right? It's just feeling so good overall by really diving into unlocking your own unique wellness behaviors so that you can become a better leader. And so this is, like I said, one year of us working together. And as you heard in this episode specifically, transformation takes time and it's not an overnight fix. It's not something that is done after even just one month. You might definitely have um, some shifts and changes, but true uh, support working with me for uh, a year and being a part of a community of everyone else who's in the community of supporting you and being there for you to lean on throughout this program, it's truly priceless. So what you get in the program is you get access to the trainings of the six gold keys to well-being and all of the resources, all of the videos, all of the, um, the uh, ongoing trainings and and resources and support that I include in that program itself. You get access to that for one year. And then you get coaching with me throughout each month. So twice a month, you get coaching with me um, as a group. I also provide mindfulness trainings and um, sessions at the beginning of each of those calls. And then once a month, you are going to get leadership training from Catching Leadership, which is my husband's leadership consulting company. Um, and again, this is to help you really learn how to let go and truly be a more mindful leader and really focus specifically on your leadership skills with that call each month. So this is a really powerful, 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 powerful program. And you have the opportunity to be a founding member. So as we get this started, anyone's going to be able to enroll, well, anyone will be able to apply to enroll at any time. So people can sign up at any time. However, the first 10 people who sign up are going to be considered founding members, okay? And the catch with this is what you're going to get, dear podcast listeners, is you're going to get access to this at the lowest price it's ever going to be. And so this really will break down to the price that I'm offering is $166 a month for the whole year. What is your transformation worth? I mean, that's just crazy, right? So I wanted to make this super accessible for you. I completely know what it feels like to invest in yourself and be really scared, not of like the money investment, but of what the result means. Because really diving into changing is can be really scary right we just don't know what that can look like and it feels overwhelming it feels hard and it feels heavy and it feels like a lot and like I don't know if I'll be able to do that with everything that I have going on in my life 
and I understand that. I really do. In fact, I just invested in um, someone who I'm going to be leaning on for support in growing um, myself as well. And so I understand what that feels like. But for me, it's always, I, I focus on what the other side of it looks like and if I can afford not to do what I need to to be on the other side of what I am going for, you know, of who I am really here to be and accessing the truth of who I am through learning what I need to do and and being led to the person who can help me in the community that I can be a part of. So if you are interested in applying for um, Resilient Reset, your well-being promotion, give yourself a huge well-being promotion within the next year, um, you can head to the link in uh, the show notes or you can just go to alishaleedham.com and under the professional services tab, you'll see more information and the, uh, the application form. We'll hop on a call, um, see if you're a good fit, and then we will actually be getting started on launching and having the calls and, and uh, recording the, the trainings for my, um, my well-being series based on my book uh, in early November. So by the time that you guys are getting access to this show, uh, it's going to be pretty close to when we're starting. So if you have any questions at all, don't hesitate to reach out, alicia at alishaleedom.com. And if you're still listening, I believe that we're speaking directly to you and you can do it. Okay, namaste. Thank you for tuning in and I'll see you next week. Bye.